0: Welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host. Jessica. How's it going, Jessica?
1: It's uh it's going well. you not most as part.
0: enthusiastic as you were last week.
1: Uh, it's been a long week. I'm pretty tired. This is my second week of work, like actual work outside of the house. And getting up at five o'clock in the morning is hard, especially when you're a night owl like me, and you wanna stay up till midnight to do all the things and then you only get five hours of sleep.
0: This feels like a reversal of the previous week where I was like, ugh, oh, it's been a week and you're all puppy.
1: Yeah, but also, you know, things have happened. The, the week was a good week. It's just there were some difficulties at work that hurt. And, uh, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's all I can. hurt with the clients. Yeah, I don't want to go too much no. into it, but my head hurts a little bit today. <laughs> That's okay. It's fine. You know what? I still love my job. I think I still think it's a wonderful place. I'm really ridiculously happy to be there. And I'm happily gonna go back in on Monday morning with a big old smile on my face, ready to do what I do.
0: As for today though, what are you drinking to help with that headache?
1: I am drinking an Irish coffee.
0: Ooh, a standard Irish coffee, piping hot? No, it's cold. Ooh. Ooh. Makes it even better for the afternoon.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a rainy, poopy day, so
0: Whatever. There's there's college football this week. It's a little bit rainy. We had chili the other day. Chili was good. Oh yeah, it's it's starting to get into fall. I love this weather. I love this time of year. I didn't as a kid. I do now. It's just that perfect temperature range. I can wear shorts with a sweatshirt. I can wear <laughs> jeans with a t-shirt. I can wear shorts and a t-shirt. I can wear long sleeves and long pants. The whole wardrobe access to it's. You're not sweating like crazy. You're not freezing. It's perfect running weather perfect biking weather. It's just perfect. Yep. So I love it.
1: The sun could come out a little bit more.
0: Well yeah I'm not thrilled that it's raining today but I don't mind the rain. It's
1: just it's been pretty gray. Just gray all week long. We could use
0: the rain. It's been dry.
1: True. What are you drinking Marco?
0: I'm having a Last Feather Rye from Journeyman. Just neat in my little glass that we got at Upper Hand Brewery when we were up in the UP. So it looks like a teeny tiny little mason jar.
1: It does. It's cute.
0: So yes, my my little teeny tiny mason jar of rye whiskey. Awesome. It's organic.
1: Ooh. It's kosher. That's important. It's local. That is even more important. It's tasty. Well, that's.
0: It's not sponsoring us. So it is not. Let's move on to something else.
1: Okay. How'd your week go?
0: My week was. My week was interesting. It was. It was odd. I mean, I settled in for a pretty. You and your noisy straw. Uh, I settled in for what I thought was going to be a super productive yet chill week where I'm like, I got this new routine, it's perfect. And then things got a little crazy. They uh, the school I coach at decided to reopen the topic of fall sports. Interesting. So they had a town hall. Uh, I got a notice that you know, we want all the coaches to attend. I also got a side notice with that as a uh, please do not speak until spoken to. We will call on you. I'm like sitting there texting going to the parents going, somebody call on me so I can talk. But uh, it was a uh, it was a interesting, interesting uh, virtual town hall with the families. Uh, I spent most of the time looking and watching body language of the various people on there. Uh, they, had a, they had a chat window. I, I closed that and so I could just see things popping up. but I didn't keep the whole chat part mm-hmm. going. So I had more room to see the body language, other responses of people on mute. Some good arguments by adults, some not as well put together arguments from adults. There, you know, there's both on um, both sides of the argument. But what I was really impressed with was just the passionate pleas for athletics from the kids who got out and spoke.
1: Yeah. Now,
0: I'm biased because the only kids who got up and spoke were kids on my team and kids I've coached for a while. But they got up there. They spoke from the heart. They had well-organized thoughts they spoke to all the benefits, how this isn't just sports and it isn't just, uh, you know, jocks, basically. it is it means so much to them in terms of their emotional health, their mental health, their development as young adults. All the different characteristics they're getting out of it. It's not just, yay, we get to go run and not be in class. There's a lot to it. And this is an anxiety release. It's a pressure release. It's building them up, teaching them to be leaders all these characteristics that they're suddenly not getting, it opens doors in terms of, or some of these kids are being looked at for scholarships, it opens up doors for further education, Yeah. and by just arbitrarily shutting it down, it while there's always that risk of COVID, uh, it's doing more harm than good because... There's not really much that much risk being removed from a low-risk sport being canceled. Right. There's more risk being introduced by the way they're practicing on their own.
1: I agree with that. And there's
0: more risk to their general development and health. So when you weigh uh, risk, you know, cost-benefit analysis here, uh, the kids made a really strong point of let us have cross-country. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, then there was a bunch of other meetings that went on behind the scenes. Wednesday night, they made an announcement. Uh, I was on my way to the ice rink and all of a sudden the announcement comes out like you've got cross country. It's reopened. Here are the conditions, but it's reopened. So then of course, parents and kids are emailing me immediately. Like, do we have practice tomorrow? (laughs) So I'm sitting at the ice rink, half dressed in my hockey pads with my laptop on my lap. while kid one is out on the ice skating with a bunch of girls she had a, a girls-only hockey camp that was awesome to watch. So I'm sitting there, because I'm waiting to play next, half trust in my pads, typing up emails, going, Yay, we're back in business. And oh, by the way, Thursday is our first cross-country meet. It's also our first day. So r- quickly got to, you know, made arrangements to drop off our kids with my parents, mm-hmm. ran to the school, filled out paperwork, asked them you know, just the questions I needed immediately, uh grabbed the uniforms had to issue those and then had a race over uh to our first meet coach that and then friday was just a it was a normal practice uh which was nice to have something normal
1: normal's good but
0: uh the meet was impressive Mm -hmm. uh for kids who have not had a an official practice for kids who were told on the eve of the season starting there's no season so of course kids being kids a lot of them stopped working out yeah uh, a lot of the other ones who still kept working out we're not really like pushing themselves it's not like they we're well we're contending to go to state they just they were doing something
2: mm-hmm.
0: well suddenly it's now uh, actually we're looking at next this week coming up and uh, midway through will be the midpoint of the season and we're just getting going yeah so but they did oh. they did awesome uh we we only were able to we we're only able to muster Two girls and seven boys to head out there. And it was a co-ed meet where the, the joint scoring. So top five boys score, top five girls score. And if you didn't have five girls, you got what they call ghost runners. If there were like 65 runners in the race uh, and you only have two girls, your third girl, air quotes, is 66. The oh. next one, the fourth girl is 67 and so on. And low score wins. So we're missing three girls. Mm-hmm. We're getting really just penalized for that. We still came in third place. Awesome. And out of the nine kids total that were there, six went home with medals.
1: That's fantastic. So it was. Sure they were thrilled.
0: They were thrilled. They were surprised. It was an awesome night. Uh, boys and girls ran together. So I know I had some kids that were really felt defeated because they felt like so many kids and their little popsicle sticks they got had their total place overall. But it was boys and girls together. So I, I had one uh, young lady who was just defeated by what place she was in. Mm-hmm. Not thinking that that was all the those boys were ahead of her, too, and they didn't count towards her medal because boys and girls' medals were separate. And she ended up in the medals, and she was overjoyed, and she should be because she ran well. Uh, they all did. I was very happy. I told them we're, uh, for the first day of the season, that was amazing. In terms of the conference and how we're shaping up for the because next week we jump into our first conference meet, uh, we're in really good shape. Good. We competed really well against our conference competition. But in terms of the regional meet and state, oh, boy, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, because this team heading into this year, there was and actually for years now when this group of freshmen got up and the, the high schoolers still around, including the seniors who are about to graduate. This is one of those magical years where on paper this this should be ideal. Uh, now, every year has the opportunity to be magical. hmm But there's just some years where it's like, you know, the cards are aligned just right. This is one of those years. Another year like this will come along uh, when the current sixth graders are freshmen and the current freshmen are seniors. Hmm. But until then, um, it's going to take a lot of work and things have to go our way. Yeah, but
1: I think your kids are really motivated.
0: They're really motivated. So we'll see what happens. Get back at it. Friday was really telling because kids can have like one good 5K without much training. It's... Can they walk the next day?
1: <laughs> or do
0: they look like the tin man in need of an oil can? It's funny. <laughs> so when I sent them out for a run, it was interesting to see who had similar times in the practice run as they did in that first meet and who was walking after the first mile. Yeah. And it was fun seeing, like not totally fun, but it was funny to me seeing some of the kids who ran 20 minute 5Ks suddenly after the first mile on practice on Friday had to walk. So there's there's definitely work to do. And of course, you're not into cross country. That's probably a whole big, boring story.
1: So we're going to talk about cross country more later. But I heard you say something about hockey a few minutes ago. Oh, yes. And so kid number one had her hockey classes. And she did. She had
0: goalie camp and she had the girls camp. And this was the last week of camps for for fall or for. Well, it's so confusing. Technically it was the spring session that did not kick off till the end of July. And it was some private rentals. Now, next week, fall clinics start up for real. Mm. And that'll be exciting for the kids. Uh, and in in kid two, who was very upset that we were doing hockey in summer because he gets summers off and we always schedule it, you know, let them be kids in the summer and do summer stuff. He's like, Why are we going? I'm like, well, it's spring hockey. But it's summer. I'm like, I know, but you had the spring off. But it's summer. Did you miss hockey in the spring? Yes. Do you like (laughs) playing hockey? Yes. Well, let's go play hockey. But it's summer. Uh well now I can't
1: really say that I disagree with him because it is very hard to walk into the free ice cold ice crank when it's 95 degrees outside
0: i think it feels good
1: it feels good for about 10 minutes and then it like permeates your bones and then it doesn't feel good
0: i can make it through two ice times and flip-flops before then it's like all right my toes are numb
1: i can last about 20 minutes winter i've got wool socks
0: on standing around waiting for the kids but now we're heading into fall hockey in the fall yes and he's cool with that and we got a few weeks of that and then we head into winter hockey Because it's Michigan and fall doesn't last long.
1: No, it does not.
0: And then Adult Hockey is on the horizon. Yay! Had a meeting with the rink owner and my capacity as commissioner. We got the details together. I just need to wait for the sign-up form to be set up online and... We're ready to go. It looks like early October we're going to kick off adult leagues.
1: I will be interested to see how your numbers compare this year from last year. I feel like there's going to be a huge spike in the number of people that sign up to play because people have been trapped in their houses forever and haven't had a physical outlet in so long.
0: I am interested as well, but also because of the economic uh, changes too. What did that do? Uh, Major employers in this area have done layoffs. Have we, and then in addition to the layoffs, is people just like, oh, I'm fed up with this kind of work climate and went other places. Mm-hmm. A lot of our adult hockey players are transplants. They're not originally from here because people our age, we were playing on outdoor ponds. We didn't have indoor rinks here. Uh, those employers bring people with more hockey experience at the adult level. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, it just is too soon to have grown our own through this uh, current hockey program. There's some, they're in their 20s youngins but they don't play in the uh sunday night league with me quite often because they're either uh they're too young and too good
1: yeah oh wow well. oh wow well. Oh, well.
0: how about you did you make it out bike riding this week
1: um no i did not did I... you
0: make it did you get your treadmilling in in the morning
1: no i did not i'm actually not sure how to accomplish that because i get up at five and i need to have time to have coffee and if i get on the treadmill that cuts into my coffee time
0: How about a really long straw?
1: A a really long straw? I don't think I should drink coffee while I'm on the treadmill. A camelback. I feel like it could be a mess of epic proportions if you catch my drift.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, I catch your drift.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how to solve this problem, and getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get on the treadmill is never going to happen. So... I'm thinking that leaves me with exercising at night, which I hate because I'm really tired when I get home. So I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know.
0: I don't know. We'll figure this out. uh, Because also at night, the kids want to see Yeah,
1: I only get like two hours with them before they go to bed.
0: And you don't want to spend an hour that on the treadmill. And if you wait till after they go to bed, then you're going to be up later because all of a sudden your body's like, I'm
1: awake. Yep. And that's not good because five o'clock in the morning comes around fast.
0: We'll figure something out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Something's got to give. We'll make it work. But for now,
1: cheers. Cheers.
0: This week, sweetie, what are we talking about?
1: The topic is living the coach life.
0: Living with no G.
1: That's right. Living.
0: Okay. I'll remember that when we have to put the uh, description in.
1: Yes, it's important to not put the G.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So kind of like hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yeah. Living the coach life?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Awesome, let's roll with it.
1: Okay, so I have some questions for you. And here okay. they are. And, and this
0: is all, we'll try not to uh, overlap too much with, what was it, episode five, the track episode? We talked a little bit about behavior-based coaching.
1: Oh, yeah, this shouldn't get too much into it. This is more of like, how do you have time to exercise and coach?
0: This is more about thing. me than it's my
1: not really about coaching. your procedures and how you came up with your magical program that sucked all the kids into the program and all that good stuff. Okay. okay, so why did you decide to pursue the opportunity to become the coach?
0: Well a couple of reasons. One, uh, we had just moved back to Michigan and we enrolled the kids in the school that I went to growing up and that my siblings all went to. It was alma mater. And they put out a call, I was—I don't know, we've been here what four months, five months, something like that, put out a call and said, hey, track season starts next week, the coach just quit, we needed someone to coach track, and so I'm like, well, I've got a flexible schedule, I feel like I, I, I I need to give back, I owe it a little bit to pay it forward from what I've gotten over the years, I love to teach, I love to work with students, I mean, I started out as a Taekwondo instructor as a kid, I used to be a professor, I've done trainings and we do this just to share information so it's it scratched that itch too uh, I know track uh, I felt like I would something to school and I wanted the opportunity there to still exist when my kids got to high school at that point kid one was a kindergartner yeah <laughs> just a little tiny she so tiny t- yes so uh, I said okay if you've got somebody who did college track or college cross country hire them but uh, I can come in and do this. I know all the events. I'm not in the best shape, but uh, if I were to do it, here's the package I would put in. And I proposed a package, and they turned around and hired me, and um been the coach ever since.
1: Awesome. Is this your primary source of income? <laughs>
0: That's hilarious, <laughs> isn't well, it?
1: But you know, you get that question a lot.
0: I know, and I know why you're or asking. Or not a
1: question, but people just assume. So I figured we'd. Throw it in and you can put that to bed.
0: Yes, because you you know the answer to this. First off, anyone who's coaching for the money, especially at the high school level, especially at the division four high school level, and there's only four divisions in track and cross country in Michigan. So like the small school, Catholic school level in Michigan, if you're coaching for the money, you're in the wrong line of business. There is absolutely no way we could live off of what uh, I get compensated for for my coaching. No. we most seasons and most years we spend more on the program than they con- uh, reimburse me for yep um and that includes my my compensation so that I do get a small stipend but we spend way more on that in uh, materials for the program for transportation for travel mostly in materials everything just to keep this this program up and running it, it does get frustrating. Uh, sometimes when I do have parents, you just make the assumption that this is my full-time job and not a passion <laughs> so project, which it is a passion project to keep it going and rebuild this thing. Because when I took it over, like cross-country, it, w- it was in rough shape. There was one kid the first day. The yep. end of the first season, I had three varsity runners, two boys and a girl who, and the girl was mostly playing soccer and actually broke her arm playing soccer and couldn't uh, finish the season.
1: That's right. She did.
0: So to build that to where we are now it's been a big project uh, i enjoy it i enjoy sharing what i know about behavior and everything with these kids and getting them ready for college and life and not and just really embracing runny and healthy living
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it's certainly not for the money that said i'm not going to do it for free there's the principle of the matter there needs to be a token amount handed over just because sure. yeah but it, it's uh it is frustrating when parents think that that's all I do, that they can call day or night, that I'm always on call for the token amount that's passed it along. Uh, it, it is in, insulting sometimes when I have a parent go, you know, just waste my time or abuse my time and going, well, this is your full time. This is your job. This is all you do. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. Or when when we had the season paused and track and I had to switch to virtual training for the kids and have parents implying, well, he needs to do X, Y, and Z because he's got nothing going on anymore. It's like, are you kidding me? I do have full-time job. I do have kids. I do have all this stuff. And this is just a, it's a fun side project. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's also frustrating when they say, well, you only spend X number of hours coaching high school and middle school. You need an elementary program. Well, first off, that's like saying uh, <laughs> Marco and Jess need to fund a elementary program because the school won't. And we already put in quite a bit of money on the programs to keep them going. We are the boosters for those because it's everywhere. They're usually the forgotten sports. Yeah. The kids take off. They go running. They come out in the woods and they come back. It's not a big stadium sport like football or basketball or Baseball. I mean,
1: it could be if the parents and the families would show up. They could. But not this year, but.
0: Well, uh, the parents of the kids show up.
1: No, I meant the other parents. Oh, no,
0: they won't come. So they forget about us uh, a lot, and they don't realize what's going on, and they don't realize that everything going into this, not everything, but the vast majority of what's really built it up to what the, they all go, well, this is amazing. They still think the school's paying for it and that their tuition dollars are paying for it. It's like, no, no you and no. I are paying for it because we. this is something we're passionate about. But when you say, I I have to start a middle or an elementary program where there is no elementary track and cross country in Michigan, um, it's like, you're basically saying we have to spend money to create a daycare for your kid. No, thank you. It's like, and they don't have our
1: own. And as much as
0: I try to explain that, (laughs) and I start explaining it, they're like, "No, no, no, we'll talk about it later. And there's been opportunities where they've actually put me on the spot at school board meetings where it's like. You know, I was, I was a little bothered last year. They did this like, oh, come in. We want to honor you and your team. Well, there was no honoring of me and my team. There was, it was all a ruse to bring me in and put me on the spot and have me on the record to say, why won't you start this program? It's like, because at it one, it's taken me this long just to rebuild the high school and the middle school programs. So the time is not right. There's not an insufficient interest. And you don't have the funding for it. Yeah. And I don't have the time for it. And even with my kids in elementary school. Um, but that's a long answer to say, no, this is not my primary source of income.
1: <laughs> but speaking of the amount of time that you spend
0: yes. preparing
1: everything, how much time do you spend preparing before the season even starts?
0: The short answer is a lot. Uh, I like In season, I'm already prepping things for the next season. And not that's not just to say like during cross-country season, I'm prepping for track, which I am. In season... I'm prepping for the following cross-country season. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we get, we we just finished up week five. I'm already making notes for week five next season, and I store those away so it's ready to go. It's a continuous improvement and development and review process all the way through. It ramps up in earnest, uh, really hardcore about a month before the season. But there's planning all along. As soon as uh, cross-country ends, it's with shift gears and start really planning for track. But at kind of a casual pace, and then a month before track starts, I'll go heavy into it. The reason I do so much planning is that way, when it comes time, I can just execute. It's like setting up dominoes. Mm-hmm. And then when the season starts, you're kicking over that first domino. And it's, hold on, we're along for the ride. Yes, I can make adjustments on the fly, but it's much easier to just go. Same thing with way I plan my season. I have written agendas, and I write them on the weekend of how practice is supposed to run and what we're supposed to do each day. That way I can work and do everything I have to do, and when it's time to go to practice, I go, I open my binder, I open up the agenda page for that day, and it's, ta-da, here's what we're doing. So I'm not just showing up with all the kids staring at me going, Coach, what are we doing today? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> can I get my brain to switch over to track or cross country right now? it's there it's written and we're right at it right away and we have a very, our most efficient use of time so i'm not wasting their time they're not wasting my time mm-hmm. and we can go
1: awesome can you give us a rough idea of your daily schedule as a coach on any given week
0: a daily schedule yeah
1: like from morning until you go to bed during a week in cross country
0: okay uh well how about i just give you a meet day versus a non meet day perfect all right a meet day, uh, and it's going to be a little bit different this year because we've switched up our schedule, but a meet day, since I just had one, uh, I get up in the morning, get the kids out the door to school, and this year I'm driving them to school instead of you. Mm-hmm. Then I come home and I get to work on my computer or computers, depending on what task I'm doing. Sometimes I'm running four computers at once. Go through all that. And that's with uh, Kid Four here, occasionally popping her head into my office and out. And she's playing and she's got a TV on in one or two rooms and she's jumping from tablet to tablet and she'll come in and start running trains over my floor in my office. But that's all going on. Uh, we take a break for lunch. Usually after lunch, I hop on the treadmill for a little bit. And then it's finish up some more work uh, and get changed and go get the kids and go to practice, our kids, Mm -hmm. uh, wrap up practice, come home, have dinner. And then it's whatever we're doing in the evening, whether that's go to hockey for the kids, go to hockey for me, uh, work on other projects. And then at night I'm doing more work. Uh, the weekend is prepping for the weekend, writing all those agendas and setting up what we're going to do on a meet day. The day runs about the same. I usually have to go into the school a little bit earlier then we go, we have the the meet, whether it be cr- track or cross-country. and Then we come home, and then I pour over all the results. And I break it down. Because while we're there, while we might get finish times, I'm recording splits. Mm-hmm. So if it's track, I've got lap times for each kid. Sometimes I've got half lap times, depending on uh, how crowded it is and if I got uh, a good view. For cross-country, I've got the mile splits. And I pour all that together, and I throw it into uh, my computers, and you know, break that down, and look at pace and how everything's going, and you know, how, what are the trends, and how's this kid developing, and whether and make notes whether I need to adjust their training or not,
2: mm-hmm.
0: without them even thinking about it. And that pours into what their training regimen will be for the following week. I also look at who's you know had their season best mile or two mile or PR and all that stuff. So I'm up late doing all that. And then I get up the next day, and we have our next day of practice. Saturdays, if we have a meet, it's get up super early, go to the school, get the equipment, wait to get on the bus. And years we have buses. This year we don't have buses,
1: right? <laughs> or the cars,
0: <laughs> and we take off to kind the of meet. Nice. And um, I mean, there's ones where we go and uh, before sunup, I'm there with. We have our tent up. I get my feet up. I'm, I have a picture where I went to the Portage invite and before sunup, you could just see the first morning rays coming over the horizon and I'm there and I've got the, both tents are up. The tarp is down. I've got my coffee and my feet are up and I'm sitting in a chair just waiting for my team to arrive. That's funny. And that's kind of what this season's is going to be like too, because uh, for COVID we can't tra- or transport kids together and we mm-hmm. don't can't uh, have carpooling or anything uh i'm just gonna go straight to the meets which is a little bit nice i don't have to run all the way into town but uh i'll be just sitting there waiting with a thermometer waiting to like take forehead temperatures and get get ready to coach awesome chilling with my mask on
1: how much time would you say that you spend answering emails and phone calls from runners and parents every week
0: too much It's less the runners, although I do prefer having the email come directly from the runner, I especially at the high school level. You should be at the point where you can communicate with an adult in a professional manner. Uh, I, I don't mind and actually encourage having the parents cc'd on it so they can also see, one, what their kids are communicating with an adult, but also they can help give feedback on the professional communication. That said... If you're a senior in high school and I got to hear from your mommy or daddy going, little Jimmy forgot her shoes, or I guess Jimmy wouldn't be a girl. Uh, <laughs> little, be. little Timmy forgot his shoes, or little Timmy doesn't want to run the hurdles today. Well, like, Timmy, <laughs> Timmy should tell me he doesn't want to run the hurdles. By the way, I don't have any kids on my team named Timmy. Uh, they should be able to tell me that. They should communicate with me about that. I'd rather hear it from them than some angry parent that mm-hmm. said, um, it's usually the parent emails that take longer and it's usually the parents that are more high strung about stuff less. So now, because I'm starting to get a core group who are used to me. They've been around for a long time with me. They know that I'm not going to be bullied. They know that they're not going to dictate how the season's going to run or who's going to be where in the starting box or which event their kid is going to get to do. I'm like, cause I've even had kids tell you, well, my kid needs to be front left in the starting box in cross country. You're like, your kid's going to go where I tell them to go when I line the kids up based on how well the their performance metrics show they are in the opening run. Because I don't want them getting stepped on. Right. And I don't want them holding up somebody from behind them.
1: Would you say that you get more emails from, in general, your sixth grade incomers, your incoming sixth graders? Than uh, the other parents, do you think?
0: The sixth grade parents or the sixth grade? I don't get any emails from sixth The sixth grade sixth parents,
1: since they're not used to you and they don't really know what to expect. And I, I know did, that like I'm really high strung about my kid going to sixth grade and I don't know anything and it's nerve-wracking.
0: In terms of volume, it's not the most. Oh. In terms of original questions, um, it probably is the most, but at the same time, most... Uh, well, let me say this. They don't have the most questions in terms of volume out of the questions they have, most of them I've heard before. I hear it every year. But out of the ones I haven't heard before, they are usually by far the most interesting creative (laughs) out in the fringe in terms of like, okay, you really don't know anything about this sport. (laughs) That's funny. Like... I think my kid will be awesome at the half marathon. Like, your kid's a sixth grader. First off, high school, cross country, are 5Ks. <laughs> and middle school is like one and a half to two miles. Wow. Or, my kid wants to be number 27. Like,
1: like jersey number?
0: Yeah. Like, we have inventory numbers on the tags. So we don't have jersey numbers. This isn't basketball or football or baseball. <laughs> I usually get a jersey number question about once every other year.
1: That's funny. I almost wish you guys had jersey numbers just so I could I don't know. See. Request a see? number just to mess with me? Maybe, just to see like which kid gets which numbers. I think that would be interesting. They get whatever really I handed them. I a good them. reason for thinking. Even about in that.
0: the adult leagues, I don't let my players pick their numbers. I just go, "Here, take this."
1: All right. So this is obviously very time-consuming for you. How do you balance work life and extracurriculars while still getting everything done?
0: <laughs> I don't sleep. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that there is. I might, I my sleep. Uh, go just disappears because I'm up early. I'm up late. I'm working out hours. If I don't get all my work done, I've got to work after coaching, and that's that's just the long and short of it. Now, it, luckily, it's not a sustained season. It, they, all the seasons are relatively short. Cross country is usually 13 weeks from the first official week through the state finals, and then I've got one more week to do cleanup and do the. The awards banquet, so 14 weeks. Track is usually 12 to 13 weeks, including the awards banquet. And then we've got the summer racing uh, conditioning program over the summer. But that summer program is way more flexible because I don't actually see anybody in person. Yeah. I don't have to be anywhere. And then in the winter, while I'm still doing planning, it's when I have time I do planning and make it work. Cool. But it has certainly, over the past... Over the past six years, so six cross country seasons, six track seasons, five summer racing club seasons, you put it all together, and then there were some winters where I went into the school and was working with kids over the winter who wanted to work on discus or hurdles. I mean it's it's pretty much been a year round commitment for six years now. Um, so it is it is quite the lifestyle.
1: How do you find time to exercise? while you're doing all of this or when do you exercise when you're doing all of this uh,
0: i exercise before after like there's a lot of people who think well you're the tracker cross-country coach you can go running with the kids and they think well that's what you do you just run with the kids I'm like no i can't supervise all these kids and i can't focus on their training if i'm out running with them and they're at all different paces so i don't run with the kids uh with track i usually put on weight during the season because there's a lot of standing there and timing kids Cross country, I lose it because I'm running all over the courses, tracking the you know mile marker to mile marker so I can get splits. But I don't really often get to run with them at uh, practice. It's very, very rare. I'm usually leapfrogging in my car because I've got age groups, 6th grade through 12th grade, they're all, all over the place. Now, I do keep them in one part of town on any given day. Mm-hmm. The routes are overlapping with the varsity heading out further and farther and having uh, all these loops, but I still have to bounce around and take the car. And plus, I need it in case if anyone rolls an ankle or gets hurt. I need to be able to load them up and get them back to the school. I, what am I going to do? Put them on my back and carry them four miles? <laughs> That's not happening.
2: No. Uh, so
0: I do my running in uh, my workouts. Either my favorite is right after lunch, hop on the treadmill for a minute and go for a run, or it's in the evening, or you know sometimes it's early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I find times to squeeze it in. Cool. This week, at the end of the week, though, it all went to hell because it's like, ta-da, you have a season.
1: <laughs> and here's a whole bunch
0: of new constraints. And, oh, boy, your first day is also a meet. Hooray! Make it, make it happen. Uh, workout went out the window. But I did get some exercise running around the uh, cross-country course.
1: How would you say that your coaching impacts your family positively?
0: I think it does on a number of ways. One would be um, it's an outlet for me for teaching uh, for data analysis for I do get exercise out of it and it just makes me calmer while I'm home and I'm also a little bit less energy which most people would think that would be a bad thing but then I'm not like fixating and like we have problems to fix <laughs> um, <laughs> we must come up with a program for our child's messy room or something it's like it's like all right well he's out of the house doing this or also, I've got, it. you know, there is a clause in there that we're, coaches are supposed to, at this school, exhibit a healthy lifestyle. Now, when I was hired and I was almost 300 pounds, I had managed to get under a little bit. wasn't the healthiest looking person. And we talked, to, I think, on episode five about the reactions that some of the parents had to me back then.
1: I think we've talked about it a couple of times. I think we have,
0: to, But, uh, you know, losing weight and the ups and downs and it's it's definitely projected a healthier lifestyle. And someone who is trying hard and working hard on their health, but because I have to do that, I'm conscious that I am visual representation of the running programs, and I need to be skinnier. There's a focus too on I need to go run even when we don't have meets to be not just in shape to get to those mile markers, but also just to be that image of a healthier person. There is that implied pressure there to do that. Mm-hmm. That makes me, in general, healthier, which makes me a better dad because I stand a better chance of being around for our kids longer.
1: That's very important. We have four kids. I need you to be around. Yes.
0: Uh, I think it also helps our family because it's showing our kids that anything you set your mind to, you can. And these different skills, and there's opportunities out there. And running's just not a punishment from some other sport. It's a healthy lifestyle. And they see us, you know, not just in coaching, but we go out and we go running and well you don't run that much but biking and swimming and kayaking and we do the triathlons and kai tries and everything and aqua bikes and just trying to get our project our kids a healthy lifestyle in general mm-hmm. so that they can not make some of the same mistakes we made especially in college
1: yes hopefully they don't do that that'd be tragic how would you say that this that your coaching has impacted your family negatively
0: Well, one, it takes me away from the family, especially during track season. Those meets take forever. They're
1: very long days.
0: Uh, There's been a number of times where my wife has had to jump in and be my assistant coach for track meets, uh, including twice on your birthday.
1: It's not my favorite.
0: Two different birthdays where you've had to come coach with me and a few other birthdays where I was gone on your birthday.
1: Also not my favorite.
0: (laughs) I think we've spent almost every one of our anniversaries for the past few years, uh, out coaching cross country, especially at the dunes, as they run up. We I mean, spend the morning of our anniversary oh, watching yeah. high schoolers run up and down a sand dune. Yep. Well, then you and you all live with me, and so when I get the angry parents or I get the crazy requirements coming out of you know this or that, or I've got just asinine things that have to do with track or cross country, and I'm completely frustrated. You're the, all the ones that have to deal with me. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> And I'm not just talking about like current COVID stuff over the years. It's been like, you have to do this. Well, like, that's totally counterproductive to what we're trying to accomplish here. Or we got the parent who's like screaming that my kid must get a scholarship to a Big Ten college. It's like, are you kidding me? We're division four in Michigan and your kid's a freshman and they've run in one meet. (laughs) And somehow in their next race, they're gonna get a qual, you know, you want them to have the offer letter coming in for the Big Ten. Not happening. Just not happening yet. Give it time and trust me, we'll we'll get them there. Sometimes they trust me, sometimes they don't, and you know, or the ones who are like, when I get frustrated when it's eleven thirty at night and I got a parent calling me or texting me, or five thirty in the morning and they're texting me, and I'm you know what little sleep I do get, I'm just getting harassed nonstop. Well then, okay, dad's getting even less sleep and he's got a shorter fuse and. It's just, you know, I, I mean, you might just verbally snap at somebody and just go, enough, stop, quiet. It's not always fair to the kids. And I realize that. And I apologize to them, but that is, it's not fair to you too. As you shoot me a look across the microphone,
2: it's not. <laughs> I know.
0: Uh, but it's just like anywhere else. If you, it, it is, in that respect, it is a job and it's a commitment I've made. And it's frustrating, and when you're sleep deprived, you're not going to have as many, as much patience. Yeah, and it's rough on everyone around you. Now, luckily, as the years have gone on, I think it's gotten better. Although this year is really just a hot mess because it seems like every five minutes, who knows? It's going to be a good news email. It's going to be a bad news email, and it's hard to predict what's coming in. And <laughs> oh, it's tough.
1: How much of a mental toll is taken on you when you have to deal with school politics or angry parents?
0: A lot. It's it's hard not to take it personally because when you put so much of yourself into a program, so much into developing the kids, so much into just making it the best it can be, and try to make this something that is, it's a selling point for the, the school. This is something unique. It's you know yeah, lots of schools have track and cross country, but track and cross country programs like this. Not, how many programs have a PhD running their program for them? Uh, so something that's really amazing, something that the kids will look back on finally and go, that was great. I love that. For whatever reason, why? And we, we've we talked about how I put all these different reasons and that would make them want to keep doing it, whether it's competition or the fun runs or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's hard to not take it personally when someone attacks your program or attacks your sport, uh, who knows nothing about it, who you're having the conversation and going, have you ever gone for a run? Have you ever been to a 5K, even the community one? Have you ever gone to a cross-country meet? I mean, we went through this in the town hall where people were just all upset about their concerns with cross-country. And it's like, well, first off, I know for a fact that in the last six years, you've never been to a single one of our meets. <laughs> Second, what you're describing is the Boston Marathon with the number of people, not a Division Four conference meet for a small school where there's maybe 35 runners in the race. Uh, it's, it's it's frustrating. It's really hard not to take it personally. Oh, and then also knowing, you know, having worked with these kids and seeing how far they've come and how excited they've gotten and how they developed and their confidence is growing and everything. And then someone does something, they go either go after the kids specifically or go after their sport in the most recent example. It's hard not to be protective of those kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they're not our children, they're on my team. And I want the best for them. And I'm protective of them. Uh, They are my athletes. And I want to stand up for them. So it's it's hard. And it does take a big mental toll.
1: How do you deal with all of that negative energy? How do you get it out?
0: Usually run. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or go play hockey. Hockey especially. I go shoot pucks in the garage. Go kayaking. Occasionally sit and make cocktails with you.
1: I do enjoy that.
0: Being honest. Not (laughs) going to lie. We're like, let's make some cocktails and go sit on the deck. Yep. Uh, Let's go podcast. Hmm. But uh, trying more and more for healthier outlets. If Back in the day, that kind of level of frustration would have led to, I'm going to sit here and eat a bag of Oreos. Uh, Not doing that. That's good. But it's turned into, I'm going to get on the treadmill. uh, I'm going to shoot hockey pucks, go play hockey. I usually feel better after I play a hockey game, partly because I'm very exhausted Mm -hmm. or i'm going to go ride my bike Uh, i did that earlier when this whole ups and downs of the season started doing going on i'm like you know what i've had enough i'm gonna go ride my bike 30 or 40 miles
1: awesome what are some of your favorite parts of every season
0: it's really the little things uh i it's not what you would think like it's picking up trophies or stuff it's not that stuff it's watching a kid who's been working all season suddenly having that breakthrough PR and having just an amazing race. It's going out to meals with the, with the team and the parents and everything after a meet. Uh, I used to have this one parent who would always bring me coffee right before the meet. She'd bring me a cup of coffee. Uh, and that just made me smile every time. I would look forward to th- this mom... Showing up with a cup of coffee for me because I never asked for it, but she would be there, and it it made me happy. It's uh, it's hanging out. There's a there's a few other coaches that I'm really gotten to become good friends with. Uh, I like hanging out at the mile markers, waiting for in that anticipation of whose runners gonna get here first, and he, then we know the pack of runners are coming. They should be coming around the corner any minute. So there's that anticipation. But then we're sitting there, we're talking about athletics and sports or whatever current topics but also knowing that we have this cloud this uh, herd of runners coming around the corner at some point <laughs> and cheering and then when we, it's interesting because we're cheering on our own runners and we want to beat each other's teams so badly but we're also cheer will commonly find us cheering for the other guy's runner especially if we don't have a runner near them we will cheer for their runner
1: that is my favorite part about um, going to cross-country meets and we'll do the same guys. thing
0: in track. Is it's those little things, and I miss it. I and I, I just like being around, um, the team. Now, giving giving instruction on running form or strategy for different courses is entertaining and for me. I think there's just the warm fuzzies in there and watching it grow. But seeing it happen, mm-hmm. seeing them take what I've presented and put it to use and apply it and going, that's not some that's something they didn't know or they never had displayed. Um, that they could do beforehand and suddenly now they're doing it it's all that stuff cool um that's the stuff i like
1: what do you dread the most about every season
0: I, well the the required mandatory training the hours of trainings and certifications or research and continuing education you got to do at can you give me season. like a
1: ballpark of how many hours that is um, more than 20
0: yes <gasps> really yeah wow it depends on the year, and because some of the certifications and whatnot are uh, two-year certs, and so they go rotations. Last year, before cross-country, it was in the 45 to 55 hours went into getting all the required trainings and protocols and certifications ready to go.
1: That's a week of a full-time job.
0: Yeah, it was. And then people are like, oh, it's no big deal. You just show up and run your mouth and tell kids point and tell kids to run i'm like run that is <laughs> that is not what goes into this oh my now this year was a lot less because i didn't have to do as many uh research on stuff mm-hmm. uh, and then of course the season got shut down i do have some ones i have to do this weekend because they're like you need to do this immediately i'm like i'm not even under contract and i don't even know if we're gonna have a season so why am i fil- <laughs> spending several hours on this uh this Bloodborne pathogen and concussion training protocol i gotta do awesome i can't be around kids well now i'm around the kids so it's like all right i gotta get this knocked out
1: so you don't let your uh let your recertification education classes sit and pile up do you no no you like to knock them out
0: uh at the beginning of the season
1: what happens if you let them pile up and don't do them
0: well, it depends on which ones they are. Some uh, you're not allowed to work at the school. Some of them I have to do in order for my team because I'm a head varsity coach. We aren't qualified for the postseason tournament if I don't do it. Uh, so we have to do those for us to even be able to enter. And, of course, everyone would be mad at me if they're having an amazing season and we can't go to regionals and state. There's the, because I coach at a Catholic school, the Catholic required uh, training ones that we have to do every month. That what if
1: you just decide you don't want to do them because they're boring?
0: Are you talking about the Virtus stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the the Catholic education one, about which is essentially like don't touch the kids, with the monthly updates, if you get behind by three, it's grounds for termination.
1: Really? Just three? Yeah. That's a very tiny amount. It's
0: a very tiny They'll amount. They'll
1: fire you over three? Yeah interesting they'll
0: threaten you uh, like uh, last year we were told that one of the coaches was like oh because he got to five <gasps> like whoop, he had missed five he was out
1: okay so those are super serious
0: they those are serious but like things like c- you have to be cpr uh, tr- uh certified you have to finish rules meetings and health meetings through the state otherwise you cannot compete mm-hmm. so yeah there's there's stuff you have to do and i hate those <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's early yet but how is the 2020 season different than other seasons?
0: It's it's early, but it's not. It's we're about to hit the midpoint of the season, and we just started a couple days ago. This, I think we 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 mentioned before, the the season has a higher level of expectation because we've got some talented runners who have really developed over the years. So usually the pressure on the season um, is. Can, you, can the kids have fun? Can you keep the parents happy? And can you show that most of the kids uh, developed and improved over the course of the start of the season to the end? And over time in their careers, the majority of the kids are also continuing to improve. Cool. I can do that. This season's a little bit different because I've got two kids on the team who went to state last year, and the expectation is they're going to go back. Mm-hmm. And there's an expectation with this new group of freshmen coming in that are talented that I'll get the entire team there or get some of them there as well. So there is a higher expectation. Now, it's not unreasonable, I think. I think we stand a shot, but we'll see how it, well, how it goes. Uh, it's not going to be easy. It is added pressure in the fact that we lost several weeks because we were put on sideline, put on hiatus, because the, the school decided they didn't want to participate in, um, in sports. And it is what it is. But that's where we're at right now, and I guess it makes for a great story. I could write a book. We can <laughs> make a movie. But forget McFarland. We'll have uh, whatever we want to call this one Southwest Michigan.
1: Who would play you? I don't know. You know I'll oh, have to think about that.
0: Oh, you know what the the kids told me yesterday? One of them told me, "What they're like? You look like Shrek."
1: Oh, for <laughs> I'm like <laughs> what?
0: I'm sorry because my ears are poking out with my my mask was pulling on them. Like you do no, not no, no, no Shrek ears. They decided that in Shrek Two. Uh, when he takes the potion and turns into a human that I look like Shrek. Like, okay.
1: I don't love your runners anymore.
0: Well, which is better because they agreed with one of the runners from another school who decided that the coach from a third school looks like the giraffe from Madagascar. They've nicknamed that guy Milman.
1: I don't even know what to say to that.
0: <laughs> well, the, the runner from the other school named a Millman and so now the kids on my team are like, yeah, you know, Millman from oh School X. And I'm like... <laughs> Please never say that in front of him. That would be incredibly embarrassing horrible. to me. Yes. But um, it,
1: did you tell them that you can't possibly look like Shrek because you already look like Kevin from The Wonder Years? They
0: don't know what The Wonder Years are.
1: That's unfortunate. And you should tell them to get Hulu and then they can watch it.
0: Sure. I'll and be get filled that. with wonder. I get two hours with these kids. So I got to do the best I can. And most of that they spend running. Most probably of, a good thing. Yeah.
1: What are the biggest goals that you're hoping to achieve this season?
0: To continue to have a season? Right. To not get shut down? Something
1: other than that, though.
0: There, well, because there are plenty of uh, parents in the school community, who, and even some students, who don't want us to have a season. They don't want us in action. Uh, based on a survey, the majority of the faculty, the vast majority of the faculty, do not want us to have a season. They want us, They didn't want us to restart, and they don't want us to continue. So my uh, my goal for the season is just to have a season. To make it to the end without getting shut down.
1: Okay, let's say that you do make it to the end. What are you hoping to have achieved this year?
0: Honestly, big picture I'm hoping that they had fun, they continue on and I don't have they don't get to the point where like I'm never doing that again. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. dream scenario? Yeah. Get my boys and girls teams as a group to state.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: And that that would be I'd be on cloud nine it would and be like to go to the point where we didn't have enough boys to score as a team and enough girls to score as a team to like last year where the boys and girls both scored as teams at regionals, but no one qualified. I mean, no one qualified as a team. I took three runners individually mm-hmm. that if we could get to this year and take the boys team and the girls team, and we have work to do because we were short on girls at the moment, that would be an absolute dream. Awesome. And then whatever they do at state, who cares? yeah the
1: point is just to go right
0: be a qualifier yeah
1: what's the biggest thing that you're hoping to avoid this season obviously shutting down is the biggest thing but other than covid the rona yeah definitely avoid getting the rona and avoid getting shut down but be besides the rona what are you hoping to avoid
0: i want to avoid injury to myself or the kids Mm -hmm. i want to avoid just burnout in terms of the kids or me Uh, because let's face it, this, the ups and downs, the frustrations, and then with all that's going on and there's strong opinions coming out and strong arguments and sometimes weak, but very loud arguments, uh, it's hurtful. It's painful. It's, uh, even through this whole process where they're coming out, well, you, you know, you don't understand. You're just a coach. It's like, well, I'm an academic first and foremost. I'm a PhD, I've been in school, I'm not a jock, but I happen to be the coach, and the fact that I'm fighting hard for on the side of academics is hurtful, and when it's coming from people that we considered friends, and who are the parents of our kids' friends, you add all these multiple layers, and it starts getting hurtful, and things that are being thrown out there, people don't realize how hurtful they are, or folks where their family was in need and I rallied my team to show up to help with fundraisers for them and suddenly they're vocally against, you know, against my team and trying to shut it down. It's like, well, wait a minute. Nobody else in the school community came to your aid when you needed it except for us and now you're very vocally against us. So, you know, I would like to get through this season without any more insult, injury on to anyone, to us, to them. Can we just be civil and just, make it to November.
1: Where do you see your future in coaching going? Do You think you'll still be doing this next year? Do you think you'll quit?
0: I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly don't know when I started this, the, the big line was I wanted this to be, uh, these teams, these track and cross country teams to be an option for my kids when they got old enough. Well, now my Kid one is finally old enough to get on to the middle school cross-country team, and we just pulled them out of the school, as we've discussed at, on uh, other podcasts. So it doesn't look like this is going to be an option for our kids, at least in the near future. Maybe it may will down the road. I don't know. Uh, I'm still working with kid one on running. She still has her goal of being able to run a 5K without walking by the end of what would be the cross-country season, so November. So we're going to keep working on that. Uh, I told K1 I wouldn't coach against her, and she's not running cross-country at her new school, so I'm not coaching against her. Um, but I also know that this, this season and the, the infighting going on at the school and just the way I'm being treated in general, um, I've decided that I'm just going to take it one season at a time. And apparently that's mutual too, because they only presented me with one contract this year. Cause I don't, they're not super confident that it'll be winter season or a spring season. So, and they don't want to be on the hook to have to pay coaches to do nothing like they did last spring. So, although I wasn't doing nothing, but a lot of the other ones were, uh, so I just want to get to the end of the season and we'll see in terms of that's in terms of coaching this team. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of beyond this season and this team, if you look through my career, I'm always doing something in terms of instruction and coaching, whether it's performance coaching in a business or athletic coaching or training. There's always something going on. We've got Red Arrow Health and Wellness. We've got this podcast. Uh, there's consulting work, uh, helping out and coaching hockey. Somewhere it's always going to be a part of me. I mean, I was teaching Taekwondo when I was eight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh it's not going away it's something I always do will I always be the track and cross country coach at this school I don't know probably not Um. Uh, I love it it's a team I feel a lot of ownership for it because I helped rebuild this thing and re- get this where it is and get these kids excited about it now that our kids are gone uh, a lot of the parents thought well, as soon as we pulled our kids I was also quitting uh, and I'm like I can't bail on these kids especially during COVID Right. and it's also my alma mater Mm-hmm. but how much longer I'll hang around there. I don't know. It, it does depend a lot how I'm, I'm treated. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying this thinking passive aggressively, they'll hear the podcast and suck up to me, but it's like, I don't know. Uh, the high school parents that I work with now are dream parents to work with. They are so nice and bending over backwards and they realize they're happy to have me there. I'm happy to have them there. They do a lot to help me. It's great. Uh, we'll see how the middle school goes um, some uh, some parents on the middle school squad are dream parents to work with also and other ones are not quite come hadn't had enough training of parents as parents in terms of being parents on one of my teams so we'll see how that goes um and there's also just the added toll of you know my kids aren't there so i don't know i don't know what the future holds um I just want to focus on this season with this team in terms of coaching cross-country. We'll deal with track. A few few weeks after we finish cross-country and I get past that first lull of exhaustion, Mm -hmm. um, I'll either sign on for track if they have track, or that will be the time I resign quietly after the awards banquet and everything, and I can collect my thoughts. And if I do track, I'll do the same thing. When we get the end of track, I'll decide whether I'm continuing on or... I'm resigning, but I will be doing something in terms of training and coaching probably my entire life.
1: Awesome. That's all the questions I have for you. Is it? It is. What about
0: you? How do you feel about me coaching and the coach <laughs> oh, life and
1: no we were doing this?
0: <laughs> and all my, my coaching t-shirts and stuff and my coaching shoes and my coaching bags and all my coaching materials in the garage.
1: I do love the coaching t-shirts. I especially love that mine say Mrs. Coach's wife on the back of them. I think that that is super fun and ridiculously sweet. Yes. I think it's my favorite nickname I've ever been given in my whole life. Um, I like that you coach, especially cross country. I really like the way that your cross country team works. And I absolutely love all of the athletes that are on your team. They are dreamy. I could just... It is
0: taking a while to get to this point where it's like... I Like this year, I'm looking at it going, this is a dream roster. Yeah. There's none And it's, it...
1: not, it's not because they're all amazing athletes. It's nice that they're great. I don't love them because of that. I love them because they are wonderful little people.
0: Well, it's that too. But there's also like every season, there seems like even when you have a dream set of kids, you get like the one parent where it's like, please don't let them show up to the meet today. And this season for that high school <laughs> squad... The parents are all awesome. The Mm -hmm. kids are all awesome. And it's like, and that was part of the frustration when things got changed. I'm like, I've been waiting for years for this situation where I've got a high school team where it's perfect. Yep. Middle school, um, it's not 100%, but it's still a pretty cool group.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And um, part of that is just middle school. It's those three years. You got three years to shape the parents Mm -hmm. so that they become the dream parents. Yeah and it's so overall it's a, it's a it's a good uh, middle school group. Uh we'll see how how it goes cuz the covid thing is just it's like an x factor that's screwing with everything.
1: Sure. I like that it gives you an outlet to uh do something fun that you usually enjoy every day. Gets I like me out of the house. that you leave the house for a time period, although this year I'm not even in the same city as you while you're actually coaching i'm not in the same state either but still i do like that you have that to look forward to every day it's it's nice because you get really excited about the things that you're doing with your teams or your meets or whatever um but i don't love the amount of time that you spend on it you spend hours and hours every single day from the fall to the next fall doing it like even in the summer there are hours and hours spent in front of the computer pouring over your syllabus or pouring over your data or stats on all of the runners in all of berrien county um or the state like or the earlier state. this
0: morning i was pulling stats from runners from across the state
1: like it would be nice if we did not have to have cross country practice on our anniversary or if i did not have to coach on my birthday for track and i will tell you right now i absolutely refuse to coach next year On my birthday.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or how much now do you enjoy, because you've been, uh, for cross country, you donate your time and you do team photos. Because they have the official team photos, which we call the the team mug shots that they do in the cafeteria or the elementary gym against a wall, (laughs) which don't capture the majesty of the beautiful Southwest Michigan. So you've donated your time and done photos that you then give free the free copies digital yeah. copies to all the uh, the runners on the varsity and we've done that every year that I've coached. How do you feel about that cuz that's a lot of labor and as the team has grown it's even more labor that you would otherwise be charging for. How do you feel about all that work that goes into it every year?
1: I mean, I love photography. Being behind my camera is my absolute favorite thing to do on the planet. Any time of day, any time of the year. So I'm always happy to take pictures. But
0: In fact, this... one year you were taking photos of my runners. You were standing out in a cold lake in October, and you were pregnant. Very yeah, pregnant. Yeah, but I'm
1: always in the lake in October. Yeah, you're not pictures. always very pregnant. No, thank goodness for that. That would suck. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm happy to do it. Now, I will say that it it does take a lot of time because there's... I don't know somewhere between 9 and 15 runners on your team any given year, right? Except yeah. for that first year.
0: Except for the first year,
1: yeah. Uh so it is it is a big time commitment for me because that's a lot of pictures because we're doing individual pictures as well as team photo pictures. Um and it's it's a lot of culling, it's a lot of editing, so it's a lot of time spent in front of my computer. Um I I do like that I'm able to give back to the school that I really do love the school. Um, I think it could be absolutely amazing. So I'm, I am happy to give back to the school and I really am happy to give the runners a little memento of their years on the cross country team. I think that it's a special thing. And I think that it also helps to suck in some of the people that participate on your team. I have Heard um, from at heard least one of your former runners say that that was the main reason she continued doing cross-country was because she wanted the photos. Hey,
0: and I've heard from other ones that the main reason they do it is because of the fun runs. Or, yeah. I mean, it's very few of them who are there because they desperately want to race and be fast. I mean, there are a few. It's usually the top runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of speed but then the other ones are there because we like the friends or we like the food or we like the photos or we like uh the fun runs or like whatever at least you're here and now we have enough for a team
1: yeah but um with the photos i do get humongous thrill when i find out that their parents or they themselves are posting their pictures to facebook or instagram or to tiktok or whatever um i think that that is really 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 fun For me because that tells me that they love their photos enough that they wanted to share it with like the world yeah and that's super great that that right there photos this year uh, i just don't know it's trickier this year because i'm working full-time and usually our photo shoots take place around sunset and sunset in the fall here happens earlier and earlier just like everywhere else. And I don't get home until like six o'clock at night.
0: Cool sunrise photos. It is
1: <laughs> also tricky since I have to get up early. We'll and do- then on the weekends, I really like sleeping in.
0: Well, we'll do it on weekends because a lot of our Saturday meets got canceled. So now all our like all these Saturdays are open that aren't usually
1: open. I'm not sure you heard me where I said. I oh, like I to did. Sleep. I'm just ignoring you. Yeah, I. I don't, we'll see. Probably yes, but we'll see. We haven't. I haven't fully decided.
0: Well, coaching is pretty much a lifestyle for me in addition to everything else. So I have a feeling we will be updating on this. We will be speaking about it more uh, because it's just it's ingrained in the fibers of what our family does and what we do, Mm -hmm. at least for now, (laughs) at least coaching cross country and everything. And then when this is done, we get back to helping out with hockey. Uh, Let's not forget when kid one and kid two were on a team together last year and their head coach asked me to be the assistant coach. And for the last game, we're like, we need to do something special for these kids. And he's like, we should wear suits. So I'm like, well, what kind of suit? Hilarious suits.
1: Hilarious? we were hilarious?
0: What we can find on Amazon. Oh, yeah. So he's got his <laughs> suit with toucans all over it, and I've got mine covered in pineapples.
1: Pineapples.
0: Yeah. Had no idea, like, all the many, many different meanings of pineapples until one of the women I play hockey with, like, pointed that out. I'm I did like,
1: not know about pineapples either.
0: I thought it was the hospitality fruit that's popular in, like, South Carolina. I just and figured
1: I, it was a tropical fruit. They're,
0: they're tasty. The pineapple's
1: on, on the state flag.
0: Yeah, it's tasty on um, on pizza.
1: No, it's not. It's well, an abomination on pizza.
0: And those would be the two opinions out there. There's no middle ground.
1: That's right. There's not.
0: But uh, apparently it means something else in adult communities that I had no idea about. Otherwise, I wouldn't have worn into a youth hockey game. But Same. Don't care. And it was hilarious. Those kids did not forget because my kids didn't know I was doing it. The other coach's kid didn't know he's. Yeah, job.
1: you guys brought your suits in like suit Garment travel bags, bags yeah. and it was very funny. We went to
0: a different, we went to like the restrooms or different locker rooms, then we appear in our kids' locker room in our suits with matching ties that yep. match the suits.
1: So funny! You should the, put that picture up for so everybody to
0: see it. I think it's already on our, oh, our Instagram, okay. but the uh, the the coaches and the other teams who were there with their little embroidered jackets for their team were like laughing so hard, like you guys are awesome like we know you guys kicked our butts but at least we look awesome (laughs) so yeah all right sweetie you anything else you want to talk about with coaching
1: no living the coach life well then cheers one more
0: time and let's get into a few other things okay Before we go, we need to update all our virtual races. And we have a lot of virtual races going on. We have a few days left of the Forget Me Not 5K and 10K, which is online and is completely free. Go Mm -hmm. to our Instagram or our webpage. You can find the links there. In Instagram, it's the links right in the bio. We also have the month long for the month of September, the Selfie Scavenger Hunt. That's also free and it's based off of Instagram. So tag us. Be sure you're tagging us in your photos as you upgrade, upgrade them, upload them to instagram so we can find them and score them because there will be a winner at the end uh coming up in a few days i will be posting the the link in the form for the sapphire team rally yeah that's a 5k one and then we've got more stuff coming up in october and of course we have our year-round continuous competition uh the red arrow challenge which has weekly champions it has cumulative totals you can compete in each individual category you can compete with the composite points and then we, of course, give the weekly champions in each category some kudos, and that's what we're gonna do right now. Uh, again, all of these are free. You can find them on our website raxhw.org, or go to our Instagram account. Our handle is RedArrowHW, and we get the link right there in the bio. But for the Red Arrow Challenge, swimming for this most recent re- this most recent week. Nine and under, and ten to nineteen, nobody went swimming. But twenty to twenty-nine was Gator Boy. Thirty to thirty-nine, a Wildcat. Forty to forty-nine, Jesse's Girl. Fifty to fifty-nine, A.R. Miller. Sixty to sixty-nine, Kilogram Ill. Seventy to seventy-nine, Grandma May. And the featured members, we didn't get in our pool.
1: We did not. It's too cold and it's too poopy outside. Running.
0: Nine and under, Easy E. Ten to nineteen, Soleil. Twenty to twenty nine, H three o five. Thirty to thirty nine, The Logan. Forty to forty nine, Coach T. Fifty to fifty nine, Johnny B Good. And for the featured members, it was me. Shocking. Walking. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja. Ten to nineteen, Lucky Dude. Twenty to twenty nine, Smytha. Thirty to thirty nine, Mrs Coach. Forty to forty nine, Vino Mia. Fifty to fifty nine, Johnny B Good. Sixty to sixty nine, Kilogram Ill. 70 to 79, Grandma May. And for the featured members, it was you.
1: Ooh. Biking on road.
0: Not a lot of biking going on right now. Of course, we're like school's back in session, so that explains why the kids were not on bikes. Mm -hmm. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39 cyclopath. 40 to 49 Coach T. And for the featured members, we tied because we went together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. That was fun. (laughs) biking off-road
0: like biking on road not a lot of this but 20 to 29 was a tie between Smytha and super mario and 40 to 49 cyclone
1: sit down paddling
0: 40 to 49 sarah 906 and tim 906 50 to 59 ar miller and 70 to 79 grandpa bob
1: stand up paddling
0: 20 to 29, Gator Boy; 40 to 49, 906, and Tim Nine O Six tied; and 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill.
1: Cross-country skiing.
0: It was the usual too. 40 to 49 was El Tiburon 95, and 50 to 59 was Big Juan 64. Skating. Nobody went skating, or at least nobody reported skating. Hockey. So happy still to see hockey going on, and it should be picking up more as more and more rinks open. 9 and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Lexi, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Coach T. And for our featured members, it was me because you didn't go play hockey.
1: I don't. Points.
0: 9 and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Johnny B. Good, 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill, 70 to 79, grandma may and for our featured members it was (laughs) me so that is the red arrow challenge champions for this week uh can go online create a username if you haven't already start recording your distances and at the end of the week put them in online and maybe you will be on top in the meantime if that's not your cup of tea well then we've got the forget me not 5k and 10k we've got the sapphire team rally coming up and we've got this selfie scavenger hunt. All those are out there, are all free. Enjoy. But for now, that has been fun. But I got a dinner to go cook for the kids. Yeah, you do. They've been looking forward to it. Uh, it's one of those rare chances where we're actually recording and they're still awake.
1: Yeah, usually they're in bed.
0: Usually. But for now, it's been fun.
1: Moods of fun.
0: Until next time. Bye. Bye.